You got the van stuck? Yeah. Why were you driving the van? <laughs> well, while they were skiing, I was trying to like turn the van around because I wanted a better. <laughs> while they were skiing, I was just going for a joyride. <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying to turn it around and just put it back in the same spot and I got stuck. I was the like, funny thing is, is Nick and I were like way up in the car. <laughs> like we were like most of the way up from where we turned around when he decided to move it. And I look down and I'm like, oh, Avery's moving the van. <laughs> and I'm like, he's going to get it stuck. And <laughs> no! that was that was like all of the conversation. And then we kept like marching through the snow. <laughs> and then we got down to the bottom. Avery's like, I got the van stuck. <laughs> you are listening to the Gear 30 podcast, a community. You can even call it a support group. For people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, There is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventure and the gear that goes with it. Oh, yes, we do. Uh, okay, terminal cancer, it's normally a terrible thing, um, but in this instance, it's a fun thing. So, terminal, <laughs> terminal cancer. <laughs> was that a terrible, bad intro? Uh, I didn't know about this. How did you even find about this This. Classic. 50, Cody Townsend. It's, uh, it's, oh, it's, it's a it's a well-known line. Okay, of course it is. I, That's how yeah, I found I don't know about it. it. Through Cody, Cody Townsend? Yep. Okay. I, I think I knew about it before I knew about Cody Townsend, but... Okay, okay big head honcho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is in... Where is this thing? It's in the Ruby Mountains in Nevada. Nevada. Lemoyne. Yeah, like nobody Nevada. lives there. Like, what, where it, is this? Like South of where, El, about 30 minutes south of Elko, I think, is... And nobody knows where Elko is either. Like, they know where Vegas is, and then it's way far away from Vegas. Okay, I'm going to uh, sidetrack here a little bit. Yeah, yeah. When I think about places I could live, the the first factor is access to recreation and then cost of living. Okay. And Elko seemed awesome for both of those. Really? Yeah. And is it, it's not super, I mean, it's not a big town. No, it's like pretty, pretty low key out there. And like, there are parts of Elko that seemed a little seedy. Maybe I wouldn't want to live, but like. <laughs> you got casinos everywhere. But dude, the outskirts of it were like kind of nice. All the homes were on like large, large sizable lots. Are there, is, is there a resort around there? No, it'd just be back, the Ruby Mountains are right there. So, okay. you know, a lifetime of backcountry skiing out there, but. Okay. Uh, yeah, it seemed kind of cool. I like, I I hadn't really ever been to Elko, I don't think, and I was. Elko seemed like it could I can't be right. Say I've ever been. Our co- Nick used to live there. Who? Nick Wheeler. Oh, really? Yeah. No, he did not. Yeah, when he, he was like a little kid. When he oh, was that's, little, little. He's lived everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the location: Terminal Cancer Coolar in the Ruby Mountains, Nevada. Mm-hmm. Starting point is Lamoille, Lamoille yep. Canyon. Lamoille Canyon. Uh, at seventy four hundred feet, and then what's your ascent? Do you, do you track that vertical? I didn't. No, I want. It says twenty one hundred. Okay. Is that from the road or the total vertical? I think so. The from the road. Because the road is right there. You showed me the pictures. It's yeah. amazing. Yep. Distance is only 2.15 miles up. However, it's like straight up. Like you boot. Like how much did you skin in before you started boot packing? Zero skinning for us. Are you serious? We boot packed the entire thing. Yep. Holy I was, I was yeah. a little shocked. So I didn't do it, but 
But you were there. I was there. I could watch. I literally watched them climb up the whole thing, which was super cool to watch. But it had just snowed, so you were. Yeah, the first quarter of a mile of it, we could have skinned, but it was like pretty brushy, mm-hmm. and the snow was low enough that it, we weren't like deep post holing or anything. And rather than like trash our skins, trying to skin over brush, we just we just boot packed it. Okay, yeah. uh, it's ninety four hundred feet at the top of the Kular. Um, what what makes this so cool? Is it the narrowness of it? I mean, it's just a unique kind of geographical feature that you can ski. There's not many, like, skinny couloirs with 30-foot rock walls on both sides that you can ski down. Yeah. It's it's a crevasse. It yeah. looks, or not a crevasse crevasse, but it looks like a can, a tight-walled canyon. Yeah. You can, there's a short video on YouTube, 45 seconds, that they had up at Snowbrains. It's a, some sharp turns in there. So it's like, in, the, in the narrower sections, it's like only jump turns. Ski level expert? Um, it's a blue du- blue square. I'm just kidding. Man, I don't know. I don't think you'd have to be like a true expert skier to do it. I think you'd have to be. I mean, it takes some basic mountaineering skills just to get up it. So you'd have to be pretty comfortable on steep terrain in the snow. But I don't think like, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm gonna take my son back there. Awesome. Well, yeah. your son's not he the sends. average kid skier these days. But yeah, he's. I mean, he's an advanced skier. I'd say. I don't know. Yeah. I mean. If you're com, if you're competent making jump turns and can manage speed in tight spaces, like it, I, you know, I don't think you have to be like a crazy expert to ski this particular line. If you wreck up high, are you screwed? Is this like? I watched them fall twice, which was kind of funny. Oh, okay. But you watched yeah. Nick fall twice. I thought you were one of them. No. Okay. Are you well, at me? No, I did fall in one spot, but it was I was like at a I, I had kind of come to a stop. And I was like kind of side slipping down into a little, I was trying to like kind of get myself in a spot where I could film Nick and I kind of just like tripped over my own skis, but, <laughs> but that, it wasn't really like skiing when I fell. So if you, mm. if you don't, if you don't fall while skiing, it doesn't count. Well, in the spot where I like kind of fell over my own skis, I looked around and nobody could see me. <laughs> I was in like a pretty hidden spot and I'm like, oh, cool. Nobody, nobody saw me go down there. It is literally right on the side of the road. That is oh, I'm wild. You, I it like, was kind of weird was, when we spotted it. So we like. <laughs> We pulled in at night and we were, we slept there overnight in just this little pull off. And I was like, oh, I bet you it's just like right up there. Like it's got to be. I noticed this like rock that I kind of recognize from pictures. Yeah. Which is that right one, that kind of little tubular one looking. Yeah. Yep. And I saw that, that over the ridge and I like was like, it's got to be up there. So we drove up a little bit. And I was like, yep, there it is. Yeah. It, it was looks like- intense, especially when the snow's. It looks intense anyway, but with the snow's not there, it looks crazy. Yeah. Like, what? You can ski that? It's wild. But you can. Oh, man. I think the dog farted. Oh, that's a good one. Good <laughs> Wags. Good boy, Wags. Clean, <laughs> cleaning us out. Oh, man. We've got a dog here. Definitely have a dog here. Wags. But and you said a split border snowboard could could do it as well. Yeah, one of the one of the folks in the group behind us was on a split board. Split board there, right there. Okay, this is fantastic. Your name, Brandon. And I, you know what? That's interesting to me. So, and then you came back and you bought those verts. Verts. Yeah. What are those things, and how do they work? Uh, well, it's actually a Salt Lake company, but they're basically like a. It's kind of a little shovel type snowshoe thing that you can strap onto your ski boots or your. But they're made for climbing unconsolidated snow. So these are specific snowshoes. Powder. Yeah, these these are snowshoes not made for just like going for a stroll in the mm-hmm. woods or whatever. This is for like climbing a 
couloir with <laughs> deep snow in it. Sure. I think they, I, I'm interested. I've never needed them before. I've been aware of this product for a while, but I've never, I don't do this kind of stuff often enough to need it, but I needed them. So I came home and bought some and I'm like kind of interested to try them out now. I want to like go do something with some soft snow so I can see how, you know, I'm I'm interested to, to see how effective they are. Do you know what year it was first skied? 1979. 82. You're good. 79. What? By Royer, Bard, Baker, Moe. Was that the- Did you research that? 1979. The rubies hold- Cold, dry snow, terminal cancer is a strong line with an easy approach. Getting to Nevada is the hard part. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Not if you live in Utah. Yeah, not if you live in Utah. Uh, Salt Lake. That's pretty cool. Uh, Okay, so now what you did mention is there's, you didn't make it to the top of the couloir. So what's the... Are you supposed to go all the way to the top? How's it, like what's the rules here? Are there rules? It was my first time out there, but I've been told that the very upper section of it gets pretty wind scoured. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of snow holds in it, so that most people don't ski that section anyway. But I think like summiting the very top of the couloir and like looking over the edge into the backside would be like pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, w- I would like to go back and try and do that. And there's plenty of snow, I guess. What's the latest you could probably ski it? People ski it like well into May. I think it's north facing, mm-hmm. so it. Stays pretty shaded old snow. Old snow. Well. Yeah. yeah. Now, is that, do you only want to do it in the spring or is, is there, well, how's the Abbey danger during the regular? So, the, the road that season? goes up there, it's a paved road, but it was not plowed when we were there. Oh, wow. no. And there was enough, I mean, there was a little bit of snow. It snowed about three or four inches overnight when we camped there, but I got the van stuck. You got the van stuck? Yeah. Why were you driving the van? <laughs> Well, while they were skiing, I was trying to, like, turn the van around because I wanted a better... <laughs> while they were skiing, I was just going for a joyride. <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying to turn it around and just put it back in the same spot, and I got stuck. I was like, Funny thing is, is, Nick and I were, like, way up in the car. <laughs> like, we were, like, most of the way up from where we turned around when he decided to move it. And I looked down, and I'm like, oh, Avery's moving the van. <laughs> and I'm like, he's going to get it stuck. And <laughs> no! that was that was, like, all of the conversation, and then we kept, like, marching through the snow. <laughs> And then we got down to the bottom. Avery's like, I got the van stuck. <laughs> I'm like, I knew you were going to. Was, like, it must not have been too stuck. Like, how yeah, stuck? No, it, we, in the snow, right? Yeah. It was yeah. like mostly mud and snow because it's two wheel drive. Yeah. I just had the back tire stuck. Do you have, what are those grates called that you throw into the tires? I don't, but I was hiking down. When we when I got back to the road, we, we crossed the river and then like got back onto the highway 150 yards up road from where the van was parked. And this guy was coming by in a pickup truck, and I'm like, hey, I'm like, think you could pull our van out? It's stuck down there. <laughs> he kind of smiled, and he's like, yeah, all right. And he, it, it only took a second to get it out. Yeah, it was easy. That's Super funny. Easy. Yeah, everybody needs friends with pickups when they – Yeah, it's some stranger. <laughs> I think we probably could have got it out without that guy, but he was driving by, and I'm like, this guy probably has a toe strap. He can, And he did. He yanked us right out. No big deal. <laughs> he got out. He goes, you got a strap? No, I was hoping you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He goes, yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> he was testing you. Like, uh-huh. you got a strap? Yeah. Got any tools, kid? <laughs> no, no. He was some older dude. <laughs> no. Damn kids, unprepared and everything. There was almost all the traffic that was going up and down that canyon was snowmobilers. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I think a few of the people that saw us skiing it got a kick out of it, but... Yep. People around but there you probably said also it's, used I mean, it's there. fairly popular. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think people there probably used to... People traveling from around to come and mm-hmm. ski it. Easy. At least from Utah, Colorado, some western states, uh, California. Yeah. 
Well, I uh, well, there was another group of three, so it was me and Nick, and then another group of three there the day that we did it, but that was it. But I've seen pictures and heard of like just trails of people going up it. Oh wow! On you know busy busy good weather. Well, there's weekend. no there's not enough room to make turns. Yeah, when how does that work? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Just it go would slow. It would be uh, definitely be a different experience if it was full of people. Oh, that's weird. Uh, did you mention it was? There is avalanche concern there, right? Like you guys got to make sure that that's not an issue. Yes. Okay. There was evidence of recent avalanches when we were there as well. There oh, was wow. some. There was some debris in the couloir and on the ridge line up above it. So the way that the the basin is is shaped there, I haven't really explored much into the historical avalanche data there. There's probably some information out there that could be looked into, but um, the little circ up above to the right hand side like if you're looking up at the couloir there was a, a sizable cornice all the way along that ridge line and we were trying to tell it's kind of hard to tell but it looked like if a big chunk of that cornice broke off that it would just funnel it straight down into the couloir yeah on top of you yeah rad and it was far enough up that you would you know i think you could expect it to break up and not but either way kind of eerie like i think there's certainly potential for danger there that should be just watch looked into to any by, by anybody that's going to go uh go try and hit it yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Any other advice to someone who's heading that direction? Um, yeah. Props to Avery for going and not being yeah, able man. to ski it because he's got a knee surgery coming up, so couldn't mm-hmm. can't ski it, but you're there for moral support. Yeah. Figured get all the adventure in while I can. It Plus, is, it's, a, it's good beta, too, even though he didn't get yeah, to ski it. I'm, ever, I'm ever wants to, to go, go back. back yeah. And now I kind of know what the haps is over there. Yeah. Part of the 50 classic ski descents in North America. How many of those have you ticked off, Greg? (laughs) Well, that would be my first one, but I don't know if I would, I don't know if I'd count that as complete yet. Okay. I have to go back. Yeah. You were like 90% there. I mean, I I think I would still be comfortable like telling people I skied terminal cancer. Gosh, see some of these pictures on the road. But for me, like counting it for myself, like saying I've done it, I would want to ski from pretty much from the top or at least at least make it to the summit and hike through the rock field if i had to yeah and so cool these these guys in the 70s who first skied it that's awesome oh this is a great picture the uh a moon is at the top of the cooler like you can like looking up at it you can see like a little it's weird to do there's no way you're gonna see it from there but it's like right there at the top it's pretty cool Anyway, all right. Well, that's you need it like a for... big screen where we can all see things. Yeah, I need a split HDMI on this thing because there's one here. But oh, oh wait, I can there's a screen right there. Yeah, that one's hooked to something else. Here, oh. let's do. My bad. I can do this though. This is this is thrilling for the podcast listeners. This is. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very cool. Um, all right, that's it for this episode of the Gear Thirty Podcast. Go adventure and maybe put terminal cancer on your tick list, which is pretty cool. So I definitely would. It was epic. Come Come grab your gear that you need to go at Gear 30. Gear30.com if you're not in town here around Ogden. Also, Gear30.com now has all, like these boots and skis and some of this winter stuff is on clearance right now, up to 30% off. I tell you what. So I tell you, you what. If you email sales at Gear30 that you listen to the podcast, I'll send you a discount code. What? Yeah. For real? Yep. 
Sales at gear 30.com. Sales at gear 30.com. You're going to send a discount code? I will send a discount code. Can I do it? No. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good deal. Email sales at gear 30.com. Spelled out. G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com. Avery will personally send you a discount code. Yep. Can I stack that discount code on top of my employee discount? No. (laughs) Negative. Negative. But you can stack it on top of an already discounted ski boot. Yep. Yeah. Which is it will be. I just asked that question because it's a question that somebody, It'll be, somebody from our staff. Would no have. way. It'll be a good <laughs> discount too. It's not going to be like some five percent off BS, but <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> uh, all right, Make that it is with your wild. For that's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening, folks. We apologize for the content. See you out there. <laughs> <laughs>